we always try to solve our problems by thinking that the problem is the problem you have told yourself this is how good i can ever be brands invest in marketing do you invest in relationships or you damage them daily and you think tomorrow your brand will come out alive what we have learned today how do we implement it to achieve this needed results do you even change your paradigm generally i think my paradigm has seriously shifted compared to the look like a candle that is lighting other candles this is just like a top up to me the number one reason why people are not able to lead themselves is because they keep self-sabotaging. There is no easy money that comes without hard work. It doesn't exist. If it does, it is just a poison chalice. You will not be able to sustain it or replicate it. I can begin not only my life with the end in mind, I can begin my day with the end in mind. I can tell myself when I want to close and sleep tonight. So I come for this training and I'm going from this training. A question I'd like you to hold in your mind is, one year from now, three months from now, where do I see myself? Okay, I'd like you to open your book. I'm sure you have a book with you. Please open it to a blank page. Open your book to a blank page. And put your biro inside and put it in front of you. We want to take a small journey together. I'm sure it's a journey some of us have taken before, but I'd like it if a lot more of us can take that journey today. I remember I told everybody to have a book. If you have a book that you're using for this training, can I hear yes? yes. Now, by the time we are done today, when we close, you will exchange your books with members of your team. Let them comment about you. So they'll give you feedback to say in the last five days we've been together, these are my observations, you are this kind of person, this is advice, this is suggestion, this is feedback. Please, when we close today, it will be important to do that. It will take us about 25-30 minutes to pass it around quickly so that we can get as many inputs from people as possible. But I'd like you to open to a blank page currently. And then with your biro in between your leaves, in between your paper, I'd like you to close your eyes. I'd like us to close our eyes. And let's be silent. There'll be soft music playing in the background. I want you to close your eyes. I want us to take a journey together. Now, with your eyes closed this morning, I would like you to imagine yourself in a car. If you know how to drive, imagine yourself driving. If you don't know how to drive, imagine yourself sitting at the back. Maybe it's Uber. And this car, eyes closed, this car is driving you towards a particular ceremony. This event you are, you are seeing yourself in is happening in three years' time. So the year is 2019 November. You are in this very lovely car and you are driving towards a ceremony. As you get to the ceremony, you come out from your car, you are looking good. Your attire is sparkling. You can see different people there. There are ushers at the gates. There are people standing waiting for you to come. You go inside. You can feel the environment. You can feel the warmth. You can feel love. You can feel some sorrow. You can
can feel some guilt, you can feel some regret in people's hearts, but you can feel what's going on at the ceremony there is a funeral. And you are attending this funeral. Imagine yourself entering into the place and you sit down. You are sitting down inside this big hall where they are doing the funeral. And then as you sat down, they gave you the program. And as you open the program, you realize that the person whose funeral is being done is yours. You see your picture there and you see that the program has already commenced and people are about to start sharing thoughts about the person that died. 2019, November, you see this and then you sit down and you listen to people talk about you. And there are four people that are involved in this discussion. There's somebody from your family who speaks about you. One of your colleagues speaks about you. One of your friends who knew you from when you were younger will speak about you. And then there's somebody from one community you belong to, either church or mosque or your place of worship or anything you give, any course you give to who is there as well to speak about you. I'd like to sit down in that hall this morning and hear the kind of things that they will be saying about you. And I wouldn't want you to hear what they will have said about you today, but I want you to project into three years and imagine the kind of things you will love them to really say about you. What would you like your family to say about you? Your husband, your wife, your children, your cousins, your uncles, your relatives. What should be their conversation about you? What would you like your colleagues to say about you? About your character? About your contributions? About your achievements? What would you like your colleagues, your friends, your friends that knew you deeply? What will be their conversation about you? About your character, your contribution, and your achievement? What will the people you went to church with, or the people you went to the mosque with, or who you performed social activities with, what will they say about you? What will they say about your character? What kind of person will they say that you have? What kind of person will you love them to say that you have? What will they say about your contribution? Will they say that this person is loyal? Will they say that this person gave all their energy and all their best to their work? Will they say this person is conscientious? What will be the things that they will say about your achievements? What will matter to you from their journey, from their conversations? I'd like us to process these thoughts in our minds as we sit down in this funeral service and hear about the things we want to be said about our lives. I'd like us to take a minute to really process this.
I'd like to take the next two minutes to document the pictures that you found in your heart. About what you would like your representation to be if three years from now you will witness your funeral. So what did you see? What are your what is the character that you would like people to identify you with? What are the contributions you would have loved to have made? What are the things you would have loved to achieve? And how will you want them to look from the lenses of your family, the lens of your friend, the lens of your colleague, and the lens of your fellow disciple or fellow, fellow faith participant? I'd like us to document together these key elements. So you're looking at, from the lens of those four key people, you're looking at your character, your contribution, and your achievements. Let's take three to five minutes to quickly write that down. Uh, let's craft something from there. This is what I would like to be recognized for. These are the characters. I would like them to see that I have. These are the contributions I would have loved them to see that I made to their lives. And these are the things I would have loved to have achieved. We have three minutes to write. contributions and your achievements and as you document that I'd like you to try and do a quick recap and summary of what's my life really about what am I living for what is my mission what's my sense of mission what's my purpose why am I here what do I live for um, and polishing up so that it's it's exciting for us when we look at it making sure that it's deeply emotional for us as we look at it that it connects with us at many levels so I'd like you to craft it let's do an initial crafting today of your character the core of who you are your contribution 
how you added value to different people that you are related to are your achievements the things that your life will be summarized as achievement What you, have, what you have in your hand is the beginning of forming something. If you listen to many of the speakers who have spoken and many of the things we have said before today, one of the strongest realizations you will find as a consistent theme in every discussion is that who you will become, what will become of you, and what you will make happen depends on who. That whether we like it or not, we hold in our hands something extraordinary that our Creator gave us, that God gave us. And that's the power of choice. Victor Frankl said while he was in incarceration by the, in the Nazi camps in Germany, watching as his wife died, watching as his children died, watching as one cell after the other one cell member after the other was killed by different experiments by the Germans, he came to an amazing realization that when men take away from you everything that you have, your clothes, your hair, your self-esteem, if they take away everything they can take away from you, there's what is called the last of the human freedom. There's one thing that nobody can ever take away from you. And that's still your right to choose. That when they take away your money, they take away your clothes, they take away your, they take away everything from you, you still have the right to decide how to respond. That as human beings, there's an endowment we have that every other animal does not have. And that endowment is we have the capacity to choose. And why can we choose? We can choose because God gave us a few interesting endowments. One of them is self-awareness. I can stand outside myself and look at myself and evaluate myself. I can be conscious of my past and be dissociated from my past. That these endowments called self-awareness allows me to look at myself and change the way that I behave. I'm given another endowment called imagination. I can pre-play my future. What we just did in the last few minutes it's an amazing tool that we have as human beings that we ought to use every day. But many of us don't utilize. That I can begin not only my life with the end in mind, I can begin my day with the end in mind. I can tell myself when I want to close and sleep tonight, my life will have been characterized by these characters, these contributions, and these achievements. I have imagination, I can pre-play the future and I can ensure that the future I'm playing is disconnected from my past or my present. 
have another endowment called conscience which helps me keep a check with true not principles that no matter how high I can imagine no matter how wildly I can imagine I can be guided by conscience I can be guided by an endowment that says this is wonderful and possible but this is off my limits and then we have another endowment called independent will that says I can think independently I can choose independently independent of my present independent of my past independent of the stimulus independent of everything that is done to me I can choose my response and where you find everyone consistently telling you you will choose you have a choice it's all about choices it's all about decisions it's all about how we choose the first choice we all need to learn how to make is the choice of our future it's a choice about the end we have in mind. Because the moment you can have clarity about the kind of life you want to live, it redefines every decision you have to make. If I'm able to begin my life with the picture of my end in mind, then if I can take that picture and align my daily activities with it, then I can live a life that is in perfect alignment. I can experience true power. I can experience true security. I can experience and manifest true wisdom. And be guided. That all of these are out of my reach without clarity of where, where am I going? What exactly will my life end as? Ladies and gentlemen, if they told you, if your doctor told you that your last month on earth is the next 30 days people around you will see a different person in the next 30 days you will find that you will love people more deeply you will find that your statements will be more impactful you will find that your life will be lived according to priorities you will find that all the things you have wasted time pursuing are not as important as you thought they were that many of us are brought into consciousness with our reality when our end is clear but many of us live our lives carelessly because that end is not clear. The first thing I want to use my endowments that allow me to choose to choose to do is to begin with my end in mind. Now what you are crafting there, when you are writing these things you are writing, you are getting the recipe for forming your own personal mission statement. You are putting together the raw materials you need for drafting your own personal purpose statement you are getting the ingredients in place for saying this is who i am and this is why i say yes and this is why i say no these are the things that make me tick this is the way i want to live my life because i've realized this is when i'm in touch with my true self ladies and gentlemen not only do we have the capacity to begin with the ultimate end of our death in mind we can begin with the end in mind in the daily things we need to do as well so i can tell myself how do i want this year to end january 1 2017 was the picture of myself that i see was the picture of my relationship with my wife that i see was the picture of my relationship with my children that i see was the picture of the relationship with my colleagues that i see how do i want my contribution to be felt by the people i share the same faith with what do I want the essence of my life to be? Ladies and gentlemen, everything we have learned in this conference is for one purpose. It becomes useful only when we channel it to create clear visualizations of our desired ends 
and we are moved to take action. So the habits are not just things on paper. Remember, we said the problem is not the problem. The problem is what? How we see the problem. I shared with you yesterday, for example, that if my child has a problem with academics, it's an opportunity for me to play a role in her life. The moment I am thinking at that level, the moment I'm thinking from that point of view, I cease to fret. I cease to panic. I cease to see that something that I must cry about. I see that God has given me an opportunity to be involved in the journey of his life or our life, and that's an opportunity. When I see that I have business challenges, it's an opportunity to learn and an opportunity to grow and to become a better person. When I have challenges with my spouse, I do not see a problem. I see an opportunity to realize that there's something I need to take care of that is a character defect that work has not corrected. So what am I saying to you today? I'm saying we need to leave this course knowing that we make the choices. Knowing that if it is to be, it is up to me. And not just knowing, but taking that into actual reality by first of all getting a clear picture of where do I want my life to go. So we have said, for example, that your goal should be freedom, not security. What does freedom look like? I need to have a visual representation of that reality and then realize that if this is what it looks like, if these are the things I will be able to do, if this is the orphanage I will create, if these are the people I will be able to help, then by all means, I must live my life deliberately in alignment with ensuring that the things I want to do because of this junction, I can get to do them. So today, don't only begin with the end in mind for the future, begin with the end in mind every day. Our proactive muscles and our proactive choices will only be utilized to the degree to which we have clarity about the end. Let me tell you what I mean. If I say to myself, I don't want to do something, and I'll give you a classical example. I made up my mind some years back that I will not, and this is a personal, personal example and personal story for me. I made up my mind that I will not sleep with anyone until I have married the person. So that for me, marriage is what will allow me to cross that line. Now, if I made that decision in my mind and I didn't visualize the opportunities I will receive and how I will deny those opportunities, I will be unempowered to act when opportunities present themselves. So once I have a goal and I have a vision, I need to see clearly and I need to prepare for what can derail me by being able to prepare the future and make the choices ahead of the future. The things I do not decide for ahead that I allow myself to enter into spontaneously, I will decide wrongly. If the day I decide I will not collect bribe is the day I'm offered, I will collect bribe. But if I realize that I will not collect because this is the future that I see, I want to be able to stand and say, whose silver have I coveted? Whose gold have I collected? Now, if that's the vision of the future that I have, every opportunity that comes to present silver or gold 
will be refused flatly because I have begun with the end in mind. As I sojourn into a day, I'm going for a business meeting. I want to present. What do I want to achieve? What is the end I have in mind? I want to go to that meeting. I want everybody to leave that meeting excited, happy, and ready to focus and face their lives. This is the end I have in mind. I see that end. Then everything else that I will prepare and do must be in alignment with that end. Beginning with the end in mind is not just for the future. It becomes what I practice in every engagement. I want to go and make a sale happen. What's the end I have in mind? The end I have in mind is I will get yes from this person. How will I get yes from this person? When I'm done, this person will be smiling. This person will be happy. We will shake hands. This will be the end. Now, once I have that end clearly in mind, that end begins to define my actions. So I ask myself, if they will be happy when I'm done, what will be the benefit to them? If I understand the benefit to them, how do I ensure they can get these benefits? Once I engage in that process before I start, my activities are more likely to be prioritized correctly and achieve the desired end. Ladies and gentlemen, we cannot run away from these habits. If we want to solve our key problems, we must live like this. So I come for this training and I'm going from this training. A question I'd like you to hold in your mind is, one year from now, three months from now, where do I see myself? What character would I have developed? What contribution would I have made? What achievements would I have achieved? Can I see that picture? What's the role I want to play in the life of my child? When my child grows up, do I want him to say, Daddy did not have time for us? Now, many of you have written some beautiful things down. Those things are very different from what they will say today. Yes or yes? I can't hear you. That if you look at what you have written down, and you look at what they will say if you pass away today, it's a sharp contrast. What does that tell you? It says there's a gap between my current reality and the one I have imagined. And that between now and that time, my life must be lived deliberately. I make my choices. My environment tries to determine me. My genetics tries to predict me. My culture tries to railroad me. The things that I have believed about my past, my psychology tries to manipulate me. But I realize that I can choose. And I can choose to free myself from the limitations of my past and choose a more empowering life by clearly preparing my future. We said that everybody has within them the seed for greatness. But many of us never plant it. Because somewhere, our visions are blurred. And ladies and gentlemen, this needs to be clear. And that's why I wanted us to ensure that we covered a little of this before we leave this place. Are there things you need to still learn? Yes. And when you begin with your end in mind, it's clear to you that if I will become this kind of person, I must be armed with these tools. I must be knowledgeable in this area. There is a time to learn, there's a time to earn. But let's begin with that clear end in mind. Not only ultimately, but even daily. So, I cannot write my mission statement somewhere and not back it up with affirmations on a daily basis. I must have time every day when I sit down 
when I sit down and think about my life and say today, what will my today be like? What will my life be like today? What will be my reality today? Who will I meet today? Who will I touch today? Who will I impact today? What value will I have today? What difference will I make today? When today closes, what will I write? You know, writing, journaling is a powerful thing. Why is it a powerful thing? Journaling is powerful because if I know I will capture the summary of today, I will begin with the end in mind. Will I write that today I slapped somebody? Is that what I want to write? Will I write today that I got angry with someone? Will I write that today I made impact in somebody's life? I touched somebody in a way that they will think about for a long time. I added value. I made a difference. I loved it deeply. I gave generously. Is that what I want to write about my, my day? Then I begin my day with that end in mind. My day is different. And every day, listen, listen gentlemen, much more than the time we pray prayers that are not going anywhere. And I know they are not going anywhere because I realize that the people who have things don't even subscribe to those prayers. Rather than waste my time doing that, let me spend my time ensuring that my life is in alignment with the end that I have in mind. With the end that I have seen. Now many of us wrote, nobody motivated us to write what we wrote. We wrote it based on what we would like our end to look like. The same way you have done that for your long-term end, what are you doing for your immediate-term end? What are you doing about your future? What are you doing about your future today? What are you doing about the next three months? What are you doing about the next one year? Ladies and gentlemen, we need to begin with that end in mind. For the first time, I'm, 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 I dis I'm discovering I have to you know, put the end in mind and mm. run with the vision. So it's, it's um, what can express. So, as we come to the end of this short journey, and by the time we finish today, that's five days is gone. We'll have plenty of action ahead of us. What commitments have you made to yourself? What dreams do you have? What pictures can you see? What will become of you? Habit one says be proactive. Meaning, I don't need to focus on the things I cannot control. Let me give my energies to the things that are before me. Let me operate with what is within my hand now. And as I do that, I will realize that my space will expand. Mother Teresa did not have a lot of money. Mother Teresa focused on her circle of influence. She stayed within it. And guess what? When you focus on what you have, what you don't have will come into your space. When you master the stewardship of a little, you will get more. I tell people, I teach people, I call it a principle, if you look at the book of, of financial intelligence laws, there's one law there called the law of now. That law of now basically says, I do not need to procrastinate and say I will do this in the future. I do not need to say when I become the president of Nigeria, I will make change happen. I do not need to say in five years' time, I will begin to live in my dreams. No. I need to get a clear picture of where I want to be in five, ten years' time, be solid on that picture, and then take the energy from that future into doing the little work I'm doing today well. If I'm a shoemaker, I will not stop making shoes. 
I will make the shoes with the excellence of somebody who wants to become president. I will make the shoe with the excellence of somebody who wants to become CEO of a multinational. When I bring to bear the energy from the vision of the end I have in mind into what I'm doing today, every relationship I come into contact with will navigate me towards where I want to be. Because guess what? Everything that is reaching you on this side of eternity must come to you through human hands. Are we together? Hello? Let's see somebody who prayed for money and money rained. But I'm, I see that when you have a desire for something, it will come to you by the normal channels, either of organic growth or the normal channels of commerce. It will come through the vehicles of other human interactions who connect with you and get value from you and give you value in return. But what you value and what they value is different, but you realize that your value will inch you closer and closer and closer to where you want to go. So ladies and gentlemen, it is grossly important that we begin with a clear picture of our end in mind because what it does to us is it gives us energy to translate into what we are doing today that begins to inch us closer to where we are going. If there's anything I want to take away from today, take away from today that anything I want to do, first of all, I need to develop my mission statement or my purpose statement, whichever one is comfortable with you, that aligns with who I am. So, somebody was looking at me yesterday said, look, why do you think I'm in this industry? Why do you think I'm in this industry of network marketing? Because I don't have options. If you know me well, you know I have options. One thing I have not lacked is options. I tell people, if I stop doing what I'm doing today and I resume to start a school, the only subject we probably teach foundationally is mass. In five years, you hear about me. I was together. There are options. Plenty of options. But why am I doing this? I am doing this because I have seen clearly the picture of my end, what I want to do, how I want to impact, how I want to add value. And this makes sense as a vehicle to achieve that end. Why do I wake up every morning excited, live my life and sleep late? Because I have a clear picture of what needs to be done. I don't want to wait until I become. I want to become now. So that all that is put in place to usher me to where I need to be will happen in the course of time. And may that be your own reality as well. I can't hear you. Amen. You can say amen. It's not religious. Amen. Say so be it. Let it be as you have said. Somebody came to meet me two days ago and said to me, sir, can I see you? I said, yes. He said, you know, you are talking about... The fact that our problem is not our problem is the way we see it. I said, yes. person said, I just want to show you. Yesterday, I decided to engage one of, my one of my creditors who I was owing money. And I'm happy to announce to you, he has forgiven me all my debts. Now, so the person had a problem before he came here. And we didn't do anything serious. We just shared some things. person has applied it. And I'm sure when he has the opportunity to tell us himself, he will tell us how much he has been forgiven. Some people are bearing a headache of much less, and they feel, ah, they are running around dodging the people that they are owing. Every problem can be solved at a level of thinking higher than the one that created it. All the people you have listened to, what I want you to tap into in their conversations, get the CDs, listen to them. 
What I want you to have in the conversation is how is this person thinking? What thinking, if you listen to Alex very well, you will hear a lot of seven habits. You will hear plenty of seven habits. You will see his mission statements. You will see begin with the end in mind. You will see first moment of truth, second moment of truth, third moment of truth. You will see choices. You will see, you will see all the key elements. You will see think win-win. You will see character ethic. You will see all the key elements. It's not, it's, this is how you build, this is how you build the life. This is how you build, build the character base. Personality will rest upon character. If you have a flaky character, your personality doesn't count. If you are nice, you smile, you are shaking hands, and you are not a good person, you will show in time. And you know, we live in a world where it's, it's, so, it's so easy to deceive people. I've seen some makeup pictures. And they said, this is not makeup. This is deception. I saw a few pictures about people who divorced their wives because they woke up the next morning. I have a few from a few countries. Say, eh? Is it you I married yesterday? He said, no, 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 please. This is not my real face. So. But guess what? We live in a world where it's easy to deceive people. No. Ask yourself. Be very clear. Who I am must be so deep that what I show out on the surface flows from who I am. My leaves must be green, not because I painted them. My leaves must be green because from my roots I'm healthy. I was together. So please get some of the things you have heard. You need to hear them again. Hear them again. Hear them again until they are yours. And let's make up our mind that the me that I will be for the next one year will be a me that this current me will look at and will bow and say, correct. Are we together? Let's make our commitments to make deliberate, deliberate choices to become better people.